0: So we just wrapped up with Coach. I'm not going to try this. I, I've, I avoided saying his name. So please, Deb, say, please pronounce his name.
1: Coach Joe Catalico. 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 Not
0: Not how I would have said it. That's all right. <laughs> so we just wrapped okay. up with him. And yeah. uh, that was really, really good. Uh, I really, really enjoyed good. that. And we enjoy yeah. all of our guests. Mm. But he just had some, I feel like, really profound things to say about uh, coaching, mm-hmm. teaching, and just life in general. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: He, so Coach Joe Catalco, he's a football coach. He works with me at Sheldon. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been coaching football there for the past three years, but he just recently um, resigned from being the um, the head football coach. So we're going to miss him dearly. But um, he is, he's just got so much wisdom Mm -hmm. and just so many intelligent things to say in terms of like, watch, when you guys listen to it, you're, even for me when when we were listening to it, I don't know if I can speak for you, Josh, but like I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of it that way. Like Absolutely. the things that he explained. It's like as a coach, you're like you you're kind of like, I knew that, but I didn't think of it in that in those terms. That he just everything like this is an episode that's just packed with just a lot of good information.
0: Yes, yeah. and very practical things. It's yeah. all practical stuff that any coach of any sport, at any level, should it's not even like you you can take this stuff like you should be taking this stuff mm-hmm. and applying it to what you do um, and yeah. he's been doing it for a long time mm-hmm. um, and just his mindset towards I don't know like and I, I feel like I can say this too like him him Casey Taylor who we had on recently. Mm-hmm. Like you listen to those guys talk about their teams, and they just think about. And this is not this is no disrespect to any other coach that's out there. Um, we just had that both of them on recently, and yeah. this the way they talk about coaching and the way they talk about their athletes, they just look at it from a different level. It's not mm-hmm. just about game planning; it's about life. Yeah. And it comes through in what they're saying. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, totally. And that's what we do at the mm-hmm. combine. Like we wouldn't be doing this if it was just you know X's and O's, right. game plan, strategy. Like we wouldn't be. There's no reason for a podcast because there's a million out there like this. We're talking mm-hmm. about character and how you can impact the lives of your. Of your athletes, right? And he embodies that.
1: Yeah, he definitely talks about going on a deeper level of yeah. coaching. Right. Um, I think I mentioned. I mentioned. I was like, you're not only their football coach, you're their life coach too. Very you true. Know what, you know what I really wanted to say? What's I that? wanted to say you are like the male Rachel Hollis.
0: <laughs> Ricky Hollis, maybe. <laughs> Ricky Hollis. I
1: swear, I'm listening to him, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's the male Rachel Hollis.
0: I was starting to get worried because you haven't mentioned her. I know, I was going to say something. Yeah, but that's we knew it's there.
1: (laughs) So I have to say it here. That's awesome. That he he he's just super inspiring is what I was trying to say. Absolutely, I completely
0: agree. And uh, so definitely listen to this one and and please share it with everybody, every coach that you know, and really anybody that you know because I think a lot of this stuff applies to just life in general. So anyways, our recap is long enough and uh, without further ado, here is Coach Joe
1: Catalico.
0: Yeah, okay, try it one more time. Go ahead, Deb. (laughs) Go ahead, do it. oh, it's
1: Joe catalico
0: enjoy <laughs> now it is time now it is time
2: ladies and gentlemen welcome to character combine character Combine. Yeah, you're ready yeah, you're ready when he goes beyond the scoreboard the scoreboard coaches, coaches I want you to
0: have the type of voice type of voice that your athletes will hear decades later, decades later and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their life, in their, life in their life get this thing get this thing started. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto.
1: And I'm Deb McCollum.
0: And uh, we have an awesome guest today. And Deb, you want to intro him in?
1: Absolutely. So our guest, um, I actually work with him, so he gets the privilege of seeing me every day.
0: (laughs) We'll find out if that's true once (laughs) we start talking to him, (laughs) if he feels like it's a privilege. Right. (laughs) Um,
1: So sitting here in front of us um, is Coach Joe Catalico. Thanks for being here, Coach. Thank, Thank you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. This is always awkward whenever I intro people. That's okay. He asks me to. Sorry. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start this yeah. off
0: with the yeah. thing that you brought up. Is it a privilege to work with Deb?
2: It is. It's absolutely a privilege. Does, Dang. Deb's Deb's Deb's, right. Deb's fantastic. She doesn't. She does an awesome job. Man, that's not the answer
0: I was hoping for. That's all, right. that's, all right. that's all right. That's a good answer. She is awesome. In, in
2: fairness, she could kick me from under the table right here. So. <laughs> that was probably the smart choice. Yeah.
0: All right good so answer coach good that was a good answer, answer. Yes, not no. the, like i said not the one i wanted yeah, i tried man. doing the same thing to mary joe mm-hmm. and uh she gave me a nice answer too so oh. <laughs> it's i'm over two yeah. i'm striking out here so maybe anyway. josh
1: gets a different deb who knows um, <laughs> that's why. maybe yeah no but really it's a privilege working Thank with you it. um and uh you've been at sheldon for the past three years mm-hmm. that's the school awesome. um we are at um when you came to sheldon um there was a huge turnaround in our football program um, and that's what I admire about you so much because, um, you worked hard and I know you have a coaching staff and, you know, it takes a team effort to do it, but just being a head coach to just walk into a new, uh, school, you know, new program, um, that's pretty, that can be pretty tough to do. So, um, I want to commend you for doing that though. Oh yeah, so for sure. Yeah. Oh, so thank you. Yeah. Yep, we appreciate um, it. yeah. And, uh, just this past year actually for the, f- in the fall of 2018, our football team um, was the Delta League champions for the nice. first time in I don't even I didn't even do my research. I don't uh, even know. Maybe you know you know what?
2: Yeah, going back uh the first year I, I should know it was the first I think it was the first or second year I was up here. So two thousand six, somewhere yeah. in that neck of the woods, yeah. Oh
1: my god yeah. So that was huge. That it I just <laughs> I remember when you came when you first came to Sheldon and, you know, we started playing our games, um, and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, like we're winning, we keep winning. (laughs) So (laughs) more people came, you know, and just, it was just, you know, it was, it was incredible. So um, yeah, so good job coach. Very Um, very nice, thank you. Um, So before we get started with um, our questions, we have some warm-up questions for you. We do them with all of our guests and we try to mix it up and have different questions each time. And, um, and he hasn't heard any of these questions by the way. So he's just hearing (laughs) them now. (laughs) I'm nervous. These are the toughest questions we'll give you. I'll bet. Okay, question one. What's the scariest thing you've ever done?
2: You know, I'm not a big scary things person, so I have uh, I have a lot of phobias, mm. uh, and so uh, gosh, there's not a uh, most of the like s- crazy adventurous things that people do, oh. uh, I won't uh, I won't get uh, I won't get anywhere near I'm with you, uh, those things. So yeah, I'm not I'm not a, a, a risk taker.
1: So you wouldn't like skydive
2: no <laughs> no i, I would yeah worry, no way <laughs> I, the, the, I, I try to stay if the airplane if the airplane's doing fine i try to stay in the airplane That's okay. kind of it. <laughs> okay. exactly
0: Fair that makes sense i actually a side note i know someone that did uh it was like years ago they did a skydiving mm-hmm. thing uh i'm not gonna say the location because i don't want to put this place on blast but it was near sacramento and uh it went well they had a great time but it was like a week later someone at that same place their shoot didn't go it's like ooh so it's an eerie feeling. it's like oh I was gosh. there about a week ago and that could have been me for sure so uh, not passing the skydiving. Everybody's like it's amazing. that's cool. Oh. I'm gonna pass. No oh. way.
2: yeah I try, I try not to I try not to add uh, add, add sort of uh, challenges. I, I, I feel like I have a good, a good number of challenges uh, in, sort of, uh, in sort of life as it comes to me in my daily operation and my uh, in my chosen career. so I try not to add uh, too many uh, extraneous challenges I guess uh, to that. It's <laughs> a good call i'm with
1: yeah. you <laughs> oh man okay next question would you rather travel to the future or back in time
2: hmm. Ooh, that is a good question hmm. uh so side as, note
1: coach is uh, also a history teacher. yeah so down. i'm a history oh. so i'm a
2: history major uh so i so i i think i travel i think i travel back in time uh there's also the certainty of uh Sound really pessimistic, but there's also the certainty of knowing what you're going to get. I guess if you travel back in time, uh, versus uh, versus the future, which would be uh, you know cool and interesting, but uh, is uh, is a little more unknown. But no, I, I as a history guy, I'm biased towards uh, towards the past. There's a lot of things I'd love right. to see as they were uh, back then. That's cool. Right. You guys
0: only have at the top of the list.
2: Gosh. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Like an extra question. That is, I know. I'm speaking.
2: Yeah. Like, I'm speaking uh, in like the questions. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I know. <Oops>. No. <laughs> I would, you know, I would love to go back. Uh, gosh, there's so many of them. I would love to go back and see California uh, when, not necessarily the Gold Rush, although that would be kind of wild. But to see California, people always talk about California, like in the. 50s when mm. there were barely anybody here and there wasn't traffic and there wasn't yeah. you know we had all the all not that it's bad now but just they talk about it just being this this paradise that people were just sort of figuring out uh, okay. what mm. was here and starting to move out to and that sort of thing kind of after World War II and uh, so I'd love I'd love to go back to that time just to see uh, what what that looked like in our state and how it's different now right cool oh
1: well, that's a good one.
2: That's
0: a really good question. I had no idea you were a history teacher. So <laughs> yeah, I, call
2: w- I that was like, one.
1: I'm gonna ask him that. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> good. That's good. Um, all right, third and final question: If money were no object, where would you want to live? Like anywhere in the world?
2: Yeah, so that's yeah. So that's pretty easy. So we'd live in Hawaii. My <laughs> wife, my wife and I talk about this a lot. Nice. Uh And that's not necessarily. Obviously, there's a lot of places in the world that we don't know what they're like because we, mm. we haven't been. But right. uh, given given the lack of of, of of money being an issue uh yeah we would we would live in hawaii we'd like that
1: fabulous good call that's a good one it's
2: a very good spot
1: yeah all right you survived your three you made questions it. you good. made it all right um so well my first question coach is um what is your athletic background sure. in terms of like um what sports did you play when did you start playing um did you play through high school and in college? And so what does that look
2: like? So I played uh, football, basketball, and baseball when I was uh, when I was younger. Uh, and then in high school, I just played football and basketball. and uh, and that's uh, and that's as far as I went. Uh, and uh, but I feel, obviously, partly from having chosen this profession, uh, I feel like the the benefits that I gained from that, have, uh, have really helped me all throughout my life and will continue to help me going forward. So uh, the opportunity to participate and be a part of the team and a lot of the lessons that uh, we learned from that were, were really influential for me.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. great. I'm glad you
0: said that too, because that's something we talked about quite a bit on the show uh, with a lot of the coaches and athletes mm-hmm. is that um, you know, what you learn as you're playing sports, and even if you don't play very much or if you're a starter, whatever your role is on the team, and even at the high school level, all those things, if you really apply them as an athlete, will carry out through life, and then it will affect the rest of your life. So um, we've said that quite a bit,
2: so mm-hmm. it's good to actually hear that from a coach and not yeah. something I just, you know, yeah. mutter all the time. No, <laughs> for, for sure, and, 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 and that's, something that, that's something that we talk with, uh, with our players about. We talk with parents about uh, of our players. We don't get to be, for most of us, we don't get to be athletes for very long right. in the in the in that real competitive, you know, right. not 24-hour fitness, uh, sure. <laughs> pick-up basketball sense, right? Which yeah. there's nothing wrong with that, but no, no, we no. don't get to be competitive athletes on a team like that for a big percentage of our lives. So, it's it's got to be part of what we're trying to be about. Has got to be how does that experience carry me into the rest of my life when I'm other things besides. or at least you know my first thing that I am is not an athlete there's Mm -hmm. there's other things that I am in in front of being an athlete right yeah right no that's awesome
1: yeah that's good
0: Go ahead.
2: Oh, was that, I was
1: like, are you going to ask something? Yeah, no. we, that, was a, that was a rough transition. Wait. Go ahead.
0: You're doing pretty good with these transitions. We have been. That was, that was that was that was a little come it was cuz I wasn't
1: here last week.
0: It might have been. That, that's it throwing might me <laughs> <off> <laughs> It might have been. That's probably it. Next question uh, is you. Go ahead. Okay.
1: Um so what so going back to, you know, you said you learned a lot from, you know, sports True. and your coaches. So, um is that what made you want to be a coach? Yeah. It,
2: it did so my experience as a uh, as a high school athlete and as a it made me want to be a coach and then I'm also I'm the son of a coach mm. uh, so my father was a high school football coach for a long time and actually uh, coached with us at Sheldon yeah. uh, coached with us at, uh, at Pleasant Grove prior, mm. prior to that and was uh, at cool. Las Gatos High School in the South Bay for a long time so I grew up uh, I grew up around that I grew up around coaching football in particular but coaching in general and I grew up uh, I with really, really positive memories and sort of experiences uh, taken from that, just kind of as an example. So my uh, my two older sons are uh, 12 and 10 and they were the water boys mm. uh, for our team the last couple of years and that's something that they wanted to do and that I wanted them to do because I had the experience of getting to do that uh, for my dad when I was a kid and getting to tag along and be around the, the boys and that sort of deal. And one of the, one of the things that I'm really grateful for uh, from the last few years from coaching is that they've had the opportunity to be there. And so when we go and we play somebody and we ride the bus, you know, it's, it's my sons and myself and my father and we're all on the bus together. And so there's, uh, I think for all of us, there's memories that go along with participation and uh, with being around athletics that uh, will be with you forever in a, in a really positive sense. So, uh, you know, my father's uh, been a huge part of, of my wanting to be a coach and, uh, and my, uh, you know, my coaching career. And so I, I, uh, that in conjunction with, uh, with the athletic experiences is uh, is what led me to here, and I'm and I'm really grateful uh, to have been able to uh, make this a career because I think it's uh, I think it's really special. Yeah,
1: that's great.
2: That's really cool,
0: and that's cool. Um, so I didn't realize that about your your dad, yeah. and then also your your two sons mm-hmm. being a part of the the team, right. and then obviously you being a part of your dad's team. That's pretty cool because I imagine you know you've been coaching for uh, we were talking off air about 20 years. Yep. Um, And so you've seen a lot of athletes, you've been around a lot of athletes and not all of them come from the best home situation. Some of them don't have fathers. So um, that's probably got to be a cool kind of a cool thing to add to the the whole football experience is that they get to see, you know, three different generations of you guys coming through. And like you said, it's it's a it's a positive experience, positive relationships. And so for them to be able to see that that. Image of you guys just being around each other all the time and having a great time—it's pretty cool. And I, I imagine that has a pretty big impact on the athletes that you're around.
2: No, that—that's the hope, and that's you know, to be honest, if if it were if it were just—and uh, I love football and I love X's and O's and all those parts—but if it were just uh, if it were just X's and O's, I don't know. I think this is true for a lot of guys. I don't know that I would have stayed coaching for as long as as I have and I will. Uh, those relationships are uh are are really special and one of the things that i really missed the couple years that i didn't coach uh going back a few years was those was those relationships uh you know people always ask me if i missed uh you know friday nights and games on friday nights and all the excitement and 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 i did but what i found was what i really missed was everything else it Mm. was it was practice during the week and it was uh the the day-by-day stuff with the kids because those those relationships are hard, uh, at least for me, they were hard to to match, uh, and the relationships with your coaching staff they were hard to duplicate uh, elsewhere. I mean, obviously right. you have your family and you have a lot of wonderful things, but it's it's a it's a, it's something that that I missed when uh, when I wasn't doing it, and so uh, it was it's been nice to uh, to be able to get back to it and try to try to be in a situation, you know, when you when you're doing it for long enough. Uh, I'm just now on sort of the front end of where you start having uh, the sons of guys that you've coached uh, oh. play, which is <laughs> which is which yeah. is yeah. cool, is and cool. Uh, and start to see some 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 intergenerational things, and and to be uh, in a situation where uh, where you have you know these relationships that start off being player coach relationships, and eventually they become you know, man-to-man relationships of of two grown adults. Mm -hmm. uh, Because, you know, especially for me, I started coaching at a young age. And when you're, you know, five or six years older than the the players, Mm -hmm. when you first start coaching, that seems like a big difference. Uh, But then down the road, as you get older, it's, it's, it's a very small difference, mm-hmm. obviously, and, and you end up having very similar life situations. And so that, that part of it's been uh, really valuable and rewarding for me as well. The number of friendships, this is something that maybe we, don't, we underestimate about, about our profession. The number of friendships that I have through coaching, whether it's guys you coach with, guys you coach against, guys, players that you coach, players that you coach against, is, uh, is something that's a, a really special part of it for me
0: that's awesome that's cool so uh, sorry you just mentioned something that i thought was interesting so you said sometimes when you like when you first started coaching you mm-hmm. were around guys that were maybe five six years younger than you yeah and i feel like at least coaches i know it, there's kind of two camps there's a camp that they're ready for it and they can coach that level or coach sure. with that age difference and, and be okay sure and there's another group of guys where it's like it's just too close sure and they they struggle with it the guys don't respect them because it's like well i was you know I was beating you when you were playing you <laughs> right, know what I mean right, right, it, we, right. we were racing and I was beating you so it's, right. it's hard to to make that difference because the age gap is so small how was that for you when you were coaching was it pretty easy to make that transition it
2: was it was it was good and I was fortunate I I, I, I lucked into a situation where we had we had a really good group of kids uh, and uh, at, a, at, a, at a really special place at a really neat school and the kids uh and and the families and the community uh bought into what we were trying to do and 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 uh in a situation there where like you said they very much could have said well why should we listen to this this person who's you know 22 23 years old Mm -hmm. uh and so i feel very fortunate for that and like i said some of you know some of my best friends and some of my strongest relationships are from that experience and from Mm -hmm. Uh, people who, who I coached or who I coached their kids uh, at that time and who really embraced, uh, embraced me and embraced what we were trying to do. And I think that's, for me, was – I think you hit the nail right on the head. I think that was, that's been the biggest part of coaching is learning how to interact with people and learning how mm-hmm. to manage a program as far as the people side of things. I think for a lot of us in the profession, we go into it because we're interested in football, and, or whatever the sport is, and we're interested in sort of the dynamics and the strategy of the sport, which is important. But I think uh, as important, if not more, is is the people part of it because we're really in a people profession, and you can know uh, an awful lot about the sport uh, but not be as successful as you might hope to be otherwise if, if you uh, if you struggle with the people part of it. And I certainly struggled – uh, when I first started. And it's certainly a process. I think we're, always, we're all learning all the time. And uh, I, think, I think the process is interesting too, right? Because as, as you alluded to, as we age and the kids stay 17, that dynamic changes, mm-hmm. right? right? So I can remember the point that it hit me where I, where I sort of realized that I was the age that their fathers were. Oh, because when I first started, I was like big brother age, right, right, right. right. And yeah. then you get to a certain point, and then you realize, and at some point, uh, you know, I'll stay at it long enough where you you realize you're like at the age that that grandpa is, which is a <laughs> whole, you know, which is a whole nother a whole another deal. But I think it, yeah. it changes the it, dynamics, yeah. and it's still interactions with people, but it changes to to some extent the way that you interact with people because of because of the 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 age gap and the, and the generational gap a little bit. Wow. Interesting. That's
1: interesting to think of it like that. I because I myself started coaching when I was twenty two, right, and I didn't think of it. You know, I didn't think of it in that terms mm-hmm. of like these girls are only just a few years younger right. than me, right. Um, and then of course now I'm thirty one and just I just I never thought of it that way in terms of they're still that age and then I'm getting older and um, I'm not old enough to be their mother yet, right? <laughs> but, right? No, for but, sure, but for sure. But still, yeah, that concept and, concepts, and, and yeah. kids
2: and there and there's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of differences in in 20 in 20 yeah. in 20 plus years kids are mostly the same but right. but they're different you know it's, it's we didn't have the kids didn't have the technology yeah. and certain things that we have today mm-hmm. that we talk right. a lot about in the profession right. uh, that have changed. It's changed the way you communicate with kids. It's mm-hmm. changed the way you interact with kids. Right. Uh, you know, we actually used to actually have to get on the phone and call everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. When I first started, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously is a lot different now. Right. <laughs>
1: now you just send DMs or you send them a, a text, text or, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. or a snap or yeah. whatever, yeah. however you want to yeah. deal with that It's changed a coach. great deal in a short yeah. period of time. Yeah. That's
0: interesting. Well, I feel like that's something that you hear, at least I've heard a lot, um, at least in the NFL, so you have a quarterback like Tom Brady or a guy like right. Aaron Rodgers, they've been with those teams for quite a while. Right. But the guys that they're playing with, you know, there's been a lot of turnover changes. And so you do get to a point where, I mean, how old's Brady, he's forty something now, right? Right. Playing with guys that are in their young early twenties. Mm-hmm. And right. so it's like they're even within just that one team, he has to over the years, amount of years he's played, he's had to learn how to communicate with the guys that he's, you know, throwing the ball with or handing the ball off sure. to. And it's something like, Oh man, I never really thought about that. But it's very much like what you're saying. It's right. like you keep getting older, they keep getting they say the same thing. Right. And it's like right. man, I
2: gotta keep kind of evolving as a communicator, which is no, pretty interesting. Yeah. Right, very very much. And and he's yeah. and he's in an he's in an interesting situation because he's kind of an anomaly and sort of breaking breaking new ground in, right. in, in a sense and right. that there haven't been, there have been a few guys here or there, but there haven't been a whole lot of guys who have played to his age, right? Right, exactly. So, uh, or played at his age, I should say, I guess. And so he is, you know, in a, in a lot of ways kind of creating that that mold uh, for that because there's not a ton of examples of that over, over time. Right. Yeah, weird Weird dynamics for sure. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah.
1: sure. Um, so just everything you've just been talking about yeah. with um just the relationships that are built with the players and over time sure. and just how that changes you can i i can definitely and josh can too probably if i could speak for him here the passion in your voice in terms of like that is like mm-hmm. your core of why you coach sure. correct me if i'm yep. wrong no, for sure. but um so you've recently announced your you know hat hang up from mm-hmm. coaching um which is, we're gonna miss you so much I'm gonna, cry. Um, no, I'm gonna cry. No, I won't. I won't do it. That's never happened on the air before, so <laughs> nice job, coach. You got her. I won't do it. I'm not gonna cry. I cried a few days ago when I watched the movie Breakthrough though. It was really embarrassing and a lot of people saw me cry. <laughs> That's, That's another topic. That's right. There's I don't no, cry. There's ever. nothing wrong
2: with there's nothing wrong with all crying. <laughs> you know. I talk I talk, with, uh, yeah. I talk with I talk with I talk with people about this all the time. There's nothing wrong with crying. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. There's uh, there, there's there's things that were there's things that were socialized. Uh, to believe that uh, aren't necessarily healthier in our best interests in terms of uh, it's it, you know showing weakness and and that kind of thing. Some of the things that we've kind of been brought up with uh, aren't necessarily maybe the best things for us. There, there's nothing there's nothing wrong right. with uh, with shedding a tear. It's a good human emotion yeah, for sure. Yep. For
1: sure. Um, but so how how difficult was that? Decision to make, just knowing, um, just your background of coaching and how long you've been doing it for.
2: It was it was very difficult. Uh, it's a it's a it's a great school. I really enjoyed being the football coach there. Really enjoyed. We have a great group of kids and a great group of guys that I coach with. And uh, so it was a difficult decision on all those levels, mm-hmm. and uh, one that I certainly uh, one that I certainly uh, stressed over. And uh but at the end of the day what we decided really as a family was that, that I needed yeah. to to downshift and have a little more family time mm. uh, we have the, the the two boys we were just talking about and then we have a one-year-old mm. uh, son yeah. also mm. and so uh, you know kind of kind of special yeah. and uh, to have that opportunity and and just want to try to uh, want to try to obviously spend time with the older boys but spend time with him too I I, I I didn't get to be because of coaching in part, I didn't get to be around the two older ones as much as I would have liked to when they were that age. Mm. Uh and so it, it's it's pretty special and pretty neat, uh, for us to have the little one. And so just trying to trying to figure out how to uh how to balance that uh that dynamic uh between between work and family. So it was a very difficult decision, but it was a difficult uh decision that uh that I feel comfortable with and, and, and confident that it was the right one for us uh, as a family. That's good.
0: Yeah. Was, was that process, was it a long process or was it a pretty quick, that decision-making process? Was it pretty it, quick?
2: It was, uh, it, was, it was a long process. And, uh, you know, to be honest, it's, uh, it's something that I, I, I'd taken a break before a few years ago before I came to Sheldon. And so it was it was a process that we were familiar with in terms of kind of laying out uh, the, uh, the, the different sort of intricacies of it. And, uh, so no, it's difficult and it's, it's always, uh, you know, I always sort of joke about with my coaches. I tell them that I never ask them right after the season ends, whether they want to come back the following year. I always wait until after the new year, after the first of the year, because the joke is always that it, it, at the end of the football season, everybody's ready to be done coaching because right. you're just worn out and you're tired and 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 your family's tired and uh you know if i ask people in in december or november when we finish who wants to come back you know everybody would say no i don't think i can do it <laughs> yeah. and uh but what's beautiful about coaching is is you take the holidays and uh and, and you come back after january and i ask everybody and everybody always uh always wants to come back uh, with very few exceptions and this this particular instance for me is an exception to that uh but i'm uh i'm I'm somebody who's looking forward to being uh to, to coaching again in the future and uh and I won't get uh I won't get too far away uh from uh from the sport for sure. So That's good. Well yeah, yeah,
0: I I can't imagine. Well I think especially yeah. hearing you you know, everything you've set up until this point and it's like Deb said, it's obviously you have know, a passion for the the student athletes and the other coaches that you coach with. Like I'm, am feeling that difficult decision for you. It's like yeah. you know, and yeah. we we basically just met, but I'm like, okay, I can see why that would be a difficult decision yeah. for you for sure. No, it's, it's
2: tough. Hard. It's tough. It create it creates a uh, it creates a, uh, a a hole, a gap, I guess you would say, yeah. uh, when it's something that you're that you're used to do. And even we always laugh about it. even when you just get to, uh, you know, in Deb's experience. Even when you just get to the end of your season, mm-hmm. even when you just when you don't get to come to practice anymore, it takes a little bit of time mm-hmm. yeah. just to sort of get reacclimated to what normal is. And you've done it before and you knew it was going to happen and you knew the season was going to end and it's still Great. difficult mm-hmm. uh, every year, especially I think at our level because each group is unique and each group is different and sure. it's not, you know, like at the professional level where you could theoretically bring back the whole same group the next mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at the high school level some you know half or whatever of, of, of your team is always gonna be changing and another half are gonna be coming in. And so uh, each, each group is, is special and has its own individual uh, identity. And so it's, uh, it's difficult to uh, see a group go. And it's difficult for me to not coach the group that, that's going forward for next year because they'll have an identity that, uh, that I won't get to be as much of a part of as I would have liked. Right.
1: Um, and just balancing uh you know home life work and coaching I'm sure you've had to navigate all sure. of that over you know the past you know 20 year, you know 20 years um, and and since then since you've had a family is there any advice you would give to um, a new coach or a coach who is just stepping into coaching that has a family of like how to balance all of that
2: you know I don't know that I'm the person to give advice because I, I'm somebody who is learning and uh Figuring that out as I as I go, really. That's gonna uh, a perfect candidate as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> I know a good for answer. sure. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I I think I think that uh, in general, just trying to to make sure that you're cognizant of trying to keep a balance. The balance is very difficult to keep, and uh, and and trying to make sure that your that those two avenues have some overlap. I think that if if your family is 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 in one hand all the time and your and your coaching is in the other hand all the time, I think it's difficult to make it go uh, by trying to incorporate your coaching with your family and have some crossover uh, I think makes it uh, makes it more uh, more manageable and again it's like mm-hmm. I said it's, a, it's it's a process because I'm learning that as I go yeah. uh the other part of it that I'd be remiss obviously for not saying is uh is you 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 gain greatly by choosing the uh the right partner in life mm-hmm. uh and so mm-hmm. I'm I'm very very fortunate my wife's not a coach but she's an educator yeah. and so she understands uh obviously family but she understands education she understands working with kids and we've been uh doing this for a long time in terms of our relationship and education and so uh that part of it's really important because not everybody understands what coaching is like not everybody understands what teaching is like uh because our, our profession is uh is is different from from right. a lot of professions in some profound ways
1: right yeah it um oh, well i'm a you know this and both of you know this, but for the listeners, I'm yeah. a, I'm a PE teacher and a coach. Um, Josh's wife is also a PE teacher yeah. at a different school. Right. And yeah. so um, just with what you said, like not a lot of people understand the dynamics. Not that you don't understand it, Josh, but some I, her, Josh's wife and myself and his sister, who's also a teacher, we have to get together every once in a while and we have dinner and then we just blah and just start <laughs> talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. teaching. You know, stuff. for
0: sure, I mean because I've I've known my wife. We've known each other as friends and dated for a long time, now married. But um, no, you get a sense of that once you get to know a teacher, for sure, because there's a, um, I don't know, the way I talk to Rachel about it is like, you know, I I can go to work and I work with, you know, I do paperwork and stuff like that and I deal with people, but I guess my success is not based on other people. You guys, you know, whether it's right or wrong, a lot of, from the outside, people are looking at your classes or your teams and it's like, that's a, kind of a, a byproduct of how successful you are as either a teacher or a coach, which is a bummer because like sometimes you may have a group of kids that just don't wanna learn sure. <laughs> and are fighting sure. back yeah. everything you say. So yeah. the fact that you have to, I mean, you, in order to do your job, you have to interact with students every day. Much respect to you guys. That's why I'm not a teacher. <laughs>
1: they are the uncontrolled substances in front of us, is what I like to call. Right. Them.
0: That was a way better of saying what I was trying to
2: say. Right. No. No. Yeah. It's no. It's very true. Okay. We're we're we are, and that's. I think it's. I think it's good, and I and I think uh, as educators and as coaches, I think we are uh, well served by trying to have a sense of humor about yeah. our profession. In mm-hmm. that sense, because at the end of the day, we are. Uh, I like the way you said it. We're, we're judged by the decisions and the successes and the failures of of teenagers, Mm -hmm. which that you, you know, you wouldn't get very far as a business kind of having that as your business model of we're going to put mm. teenagers out there and if they <laughs> if they do things well yep. then we'll be successful right. and if if they don't then we won't I, I don't think that would last very long as a business but but that's as educators that's what we do and uh it's uh, tremendously rewarding but obviously mm. uh there's some uh there's some challenges in there too <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yep. yeah well I've and I don't know if I have the right to say this but I tell Rachel this all the time so I hope this is okay for you guys oh, um but I, I feel like especially hearing some of um you know stories especially not so much now but as rachel was coming up through um you know doing student teaching and she was at different some different schools you hear some of the stories about other teachers that she interacts with and um, some of the stuff that i've done in the past with like be change and character combine you have interactions with teachers and coaches and uh i feel like some of them it, I, in my opinion it takes a special personality to be a teacher or a coach and i think some people are in it for the wrong reason and i feel like for their sanity and everybody else's they probably shouldn't do it well if so, that
1: wrong reason is the pay then that's yeah like kind of <laughs> <I> <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: not what i was saying like, i don't know the reason would be but sure it's See, like we have, man it's there's like, the humor right yeah. i just feel like and again <laughs> so i'm not a teacher so maybe i can't say this but i feel like the job you guys do is just way mm. too important for someone to not care mm. so the fact that you i mean it's obvious you guys both care about coaching and teaching which is cool mm. so i have a lot of respect for what you guys do and, and my wife and sister are the same thing mm. um but it's tough seeing a teacher or a coach that doesn't Really care to the same level that you guys yeah. do. I don't know. It may not be fair. but That's just the way I see it from the outside. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, Josh. It came to like a screen hole. Didn't mean for that to happen. But <laughs> thank <laughs> you. I'm gonna remember you said that. i just offended all these teachers now. <laughs> yeah. We've lost a bunch of listeners. It's okay. They can't be offended because we're here. We're teachers. That's true. We, we that's true. Play. Um. So um, when you came to Sheldon, I had this in my notes to ask you a long time ago, okay. and I didn't. So I'm going to ask you now. Perfect. Um. Just at the beginning when I said when you came to Sheldon, um, huge turnaround. Um, we won league last year. Um, what what strategies do you think that you brought hmm. with you that like helped with that turnaround um, um, to bring success to the program? Yeah, that's my question. What I was sure. trying to say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know. <laughs> that was rough, sorry. The,
2: uh, no, that's good, that's good. Coach got it. The, 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 yeah. the, the, the <laughs> philosophy that, that we try to have uh, in our football program is a uh, is a philosophy based on the idea of daily improvement mm. and mm. Uh, which sounds really uh, sort of simple but actually uh, is and this is the way we present it to the to the to the players is actually very, very challenging to do if you think about it as a life philosophy. So the idea is this the idea is that every single day I'm going to get up, and strive to be better than I was yesterday at the things that I'm doing. And if we think honestly, myself included, most if not all of us, if we think about our lives, we don't always try to do that, right? There's, for most of us, there's days where uh, I get up and I gotta go to work or I gotta do this X, Y, and Z. And to be, you know, if I'm being really honest, my mindset is I just gotta get through the day. Just survival. Right. I just gotta get through the day. Yeah. It's Friday and I'm tired and I just wanna get through the day <laughs> and get through or, or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And so admitting that and admitting that to the kids has some power, but trying to take that idea and apply it to the football program, that's what we really try to do, is to say, okay, today uh we're gonna try to be better at these things that we're doing. In football than we were the day before, and if every single if we've got 40 guys on the team, and if every single one of us gets better uh, in that fashion on a daily basis, then the sort of exponential way that that impacts the team in a positive sense is going to be tremendous. And then the other thing we talk about with that, and obviously this takes longer to sort of see the fruit of, right, is the hope that that's a philosophy that they can apply outside of football, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I take that philosophy with me to English class and math class and science class and history class and so on and so forth. I take that philosophy home with me, right? So I'm trying to be a better son than I was yesterday and a better brother than I was yesterday and eventually, you know, a better husband and father and all those kinds of things, uh, better at my job and those sorts of things. And so that's what we've really tried to do. And, and uh, I believe in that and I believe in that in part, you know, for everybody, but especially for for teenagers, I think long-term goals are, are difficult, yeah. right? Yeah. And so everybody, you know, if you say, okay, so our goal is to win all our games next year, uh, which is a perfectly reasonable <laughs> yeah. goal, right? I think it's hard for, a, for a, 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 a high school student to figure out, okay, what do I do today, you know, uh, May 14th in pursuit of that goal that's going to be, you know, five months from now mm-hmm. uh, where I'm trying to realize that versus... The more tangible idea of I'm trying to get better today at this stuff than I than I was yesterday. So that's really the 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 ideology and the focus that we tried uh, to to apply to the program mm-hmm. and uh, tried to uh, get the uh, get everybody in in the program to kind of to kind of buy into that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that we were you know and we were fortunate too, and that we we had young people who bought into that and we had coaches. Uh, on staff who bought into that and, and uh, allowed us to have, uh, like I said, good, good success on the field, but, but hopefully uh, success that'll translate uh, off of the field. And there's, there's, a, there's a concept that I like that, uh, that we tried to sort of adhere to also, which is the idea of excellence being more important than success. And the idea being that if you're going to base your program around one thing, that we're going to try to base it around excellence, because excellence is something that we can consistently achieve year after year, day after day, where success isn't always necessarily that way, right? Uh, there are going to be years where we're not going to have as much success as other years because of injuries or because of we just don't have as good of players or luck or what have you, whereas sort of that. That standard, that idea of excellence, is something that can be consistent from from one year to the next, and so uh, you know, hopefully that those, those, that fits with the other philosophy of daily improvement, and that's the way that we've tried to go at it, and we we've, we've been fortunate too that we've had uh, some pretty talented kids. I'd be lying if that. If that doesn't help, obviously. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's great. It's like, take, it's like taking it one day at a time, taking care of the small mm. things today, and today, and, it'll, and then in the long run, it'll take care of the bigger things. So and then sometimes I think teenagers do need to take things one day at a time. Well, to fo- I, that's a good focus for them, though. Sure. Be and my
2: and my way of thinking is if is if it's a challenge for me at my age to figure out how I'm going to get to, you know, what I'm going to do today to get to this long-term goal that I have, then I, then I, I imagine it's got to be a challenge for somebody who's, you know, 16 and trying to figure out mm-hmm. who they are and what life right. is. You know, they may not even – it may be hard for them to even figure out what the long-term goal is because right. you're mm-hmm. still trying to kind of figure yourself out at that age, maybe more right. so than, than uh, when you get older.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. So, you know, as you've – throughout all these years, as you've coached, and then you've got, you know, you've gone from one program to the other, and you've had different athletes come through throughout the seasons. Um, how, how difficult? I'm sure you've had ups and downs as far as some teams probably bought in completely sure. to the, you know, take each day one or one day, one thing at a time, and then other teams are probably more of a struggle. So, how do you how do you maintain that philosophy as a coach through the ups and the downs when you have some teams that buy in and then other teams that don't? You just kind of just stick to it, or just is it? Basically, uh, you have to find new ways to communicate it to them or how is that you know what I'm saying I don't know if that question makes yeah, sense no, it does make sense yep. modify yep. it or something no yeah. for
2: sure I, I think that you have to modify it uh, and, and I've, I've tried to do that different uh, different kids one of the things I've tried to do is surround myself with as many uh, good people on my coaching staff as I can good men yeah. because one of the things is this, you know my Explanation. My way of selling that philosophy isn't gonna be necessarily uh, bought by every single kid in sure. our program in a given year, but somebody else who's on my staff, who's saying the same things but in a different way or what have you, is gonna get, uh, in, in my belief, is gonna get that young man, yeah. get his attention and get him to buy in. And, and, and it's so we try to have consistency of message, but but sort of coming from. Different people from yeah. different voices, different angles, yeah. uh, and one of the things that that you that you always try to do with a team with a program is try to get things instilled to where the players are saying your words essentially to each other, right? Are are mm. the the, the, the yeah, thing yeah. that you're talking the things sure. that you're talking about with them start to you know the older kids start to say them to the younger kids and uh, And that kind of thing and I think the other thing that's important to understand is that with any group uh, there you're never going to get everybody to buy in mm. every day right. uh, all the time because that's just not the nature of of of, deal, of the deal and that's why the philosophy is so difficult. And so understanding that there's going to be ebbs and flows and understanding that there's going to be ups and downs. but I think also understanding that uh, that, that philosophy gives you the opportunity to start tomorrow fresh mm. in a sense. Right. And say, okay, if, if it's a philosophy of daily improvement, and we're trying to get better than, uh, than we were the day before when I, when I wake up tomorrow, I have a chance to do that all over again, even if I failed mm. miserably or we failed miserably at it, Mm-hmm. Uh, the day before, and that's why I like that versus, you know, there's some other things sometimes that, that you lay out there as goals that are, are tricky and that you can uh, sort of eliminate yourself from achievement of that goal so if we say like I said if we say we want to have an undefeated season and we lose the first game uh you know now all of a sudden we got to recalibrate because yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've set a goal that we can't achieve uh-huh. right uh and again it doesn't make it a bad goal it just it makes it uh it makes it a little uh, a little a little fleeting and a little tricky high risk uh, for sure to, yeah, yeah no definitely <laughs> uh yeah. and, 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 and at the end of the day I feel like that kind of a goal is a byproduct of the other one, right? Yeah. And a lot of the things we've been talking about, the relationships that you have and, 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 and sort of the culture that you have in your program and, and uh, the decisions and the character the kids have and uh, and that the program has and, and the philosophy of daily improvement, winning happens because of all those things. We always we always talk to the players about, you know, we normally high school we play games on Friday nights. Everybody at every school wants to win the football game on Friday night. Mm-hmm. The, the trick is what you did the other six days of the week mm-hmm. to prepare you for that, uh, just, like, just like school, just like taking a test. Right? Very rarely do I show up to take a test and I just magically have all these right answers in mm-hmm. my head and I get a good grade. I, I do well on a test because I've prepared myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you know we talk to the kids about that same philosophy with regard to the sport. It's not enough that I wanna win on Friday and I play my hardest and my best on Friday. I've got to have done all the other things leading up to Friday mm-hmm. when nobody's watching, and my parents aren't in the stands, and and mm-hmm. and the lights aren't on, and all that other kind of stuff, uh, to to allow myself the opportunity, the greatest opportunity to be successful.
1: Yeah, love it. Yeah, that's great. I think every team and coach needs to needs to hear that.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's there's awesome. A, and there's yeah. a lot of people out there, right? Because I yeah. think everybody
0: wants to. Uh, they want to succeed in the moment, mm-hmm. but you won't be ready for the moment right. unless you, like you said, you prepared those other six well, very days a week. And very so, much.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that goes with that, one of the things we always talk with the players about is that your life is going to be that way. Right. But it's even trickier in life because they don't tell you when Friday night is, mm-hmm. if that makes sense yep. in your life. That's really good. I don't mm-hmm. know – When, you know, in football, okay, this is now I'm going to give my best efforts because it's Friday and it's game time. Well, sometimes in life, I think we know that. We know that we're at a certain moment or a certain phase in our life where we're at that spot. But I think a lot of times in life, that sneaks up on us. and, And it happens unexpectedly, and we don't even necessarily know sometimes until maybe after it's already passed. Ooh, right. that was that was game night. That was right. Friday night, uh, right. and I wasn't yeah. ready for it. Yeah. And so, uh, and and which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, those are those are learning processes that we that we go through. But uh, you know, we we talk about that and just a, as a way of of being prepared for the opportunities and the challenges that are going to come up in your life because they're not going to be as clear cut as uh, as maybe they are in sports sometimes.
1: Wow.
2: That's that was really was good really too. Good. I'm just I'm thinking
0: yeah. uh, this whole time I'm listening, but at the same time, <laughs> uh, so when we when we promote these podcasts, yep. we take that minute soundbite. Okay. And you just made my job really <laughs> easy. <interesting. laughs> that was it. I, I feel like I have like 10 to 15 minutes worth of soundbites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is really that's really good. awesome. So yeah. no, that's uh that's really good. I like that though because, you know, we talk to when we talk to athletes, we tell them all mm-hmm. the time. It's like you know you, sometimes I think especially when you're younger, you think okay once I go to uh, high school, things are gonna be easier. Right. Okay, once I graduate from high school, things are gonna be easier. Once I graduate from college, and it just, it's never the case, right? That's, sure. not, that's not how life works. Each sure. level you go up higher, Absolutely. the responsibilities are more, the challenges are, are greater. And so what you said was just really, I've never heard it put that way, right. but that's really yeah. cool. It's like, you don't have a Friday night. It's not a, right. a seven o'clock game. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It can kind of spring on you at any moment. So, sure. so you your character has to be kind of intact and strong all the time. Absolutely, um, absolutely. So I mean, obviously, it, I think this is kind of a silly question, but I want to ask anyway yeah. because I feel like you kind of alluded to it throughout right. this this whole thing. How important is making character a priority for your athletes? and
2: it sounds like even for your coaches you know no, how, very how important much is that? very much very much and I think it's I think it's important the way that we uh, that we teach that and uh, and and also model it uh, yeah. with with our players right and uh, we have to as coaches, we have a really pretty unique, and as educators in general, we have a pretty unique, uh, unique responsibility in that regard. Mm-hmm. In that we are uh, we are put in a room or on a field or what have you with a group of pretty malleable uh, mm-hmm. young people, and uh, and maybe I, I think it might be fair to say maybe at a, at a time in in our society where. There are uh, a lot of forces uh, competing for sort of their attention and uh, sort of competing for uh, for their for their hearts and minds, uh, some of which aren't necessarily great uh, from a character standpoint, right? Uh, some, sure. of the, some of the influences that, that there are on our young people. And so uh, I, I think it's, I think it's tremendously important for us because again, it's got to be, for me and 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 for my way of thinking it's got to be about something that's bigger than the sport mm-hmm. right because the sport is something that for you know I try to keep in mind just like for myself the sport is something for most of the young people who are on my team in a given year that they won't do again after they're 18 years old mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so you think about you know, having having hopefully sixty or so years of life on the back end of that, mm-hmm. and so it's got to be about uh, something, some combination of things. Hopefully, character, obviously being a huge part of that, that will carry over uh, into the rest of uh, of the life that I have when I'm when I'm a whole bunch of other different things, but I'm no longer uh, I'm no longer a football player.
1: Right. You're, wow. you're not only their football coach, you're their life coach well yeah. I, I think oh, yeah.
2: that I think that we have I think that we have impact, right I yeah. think that mm-hmm. as educators we have yeah. impact and I think that for all of us if we think about uh, our own lives, there's all these different people uh, who have helped to make us who we are and have helped sort of in the process the continuing process of making us who we are right and uh, hopefully as as coaches and as educators, we have an opportunity. To be a positive part of that, for uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what the math would be, but if you do it for, uh, you know, for for 30, 40 years, or, or what have you, it's it's the number of people that you have an opportunity to be a part of that process for is is has got to be a pretty big number, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: So. Do you see why I'm gonna miss him, Josh? Do you see why I was gonna leave cry? Here, <laughs> <laughs> I might start crying too.
0: No, that, that's awesome, man. Sure. And I think um, anyways, we want to be respectful of your time, so yeah. um, this is probably a good point to to wrap it up. But yeah. you, um, we try to ask our guests if they have one final thought. Um, so for whoever you want to address, if it's a like we've talked about before, a younger coach that's maybe just getting into coaching, maybe it's coaches that are in it for a while and that are maybe having a tough time balancing whatever. However. Whatever you want to say, this is kind of your your oh, sure. spot. So, okay. one final okay. thought from you,
2: coach. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to, to to thank you guys for having me here. This has really been a been a pleasure, and I'm really flattered uh, and appreciate the opportunity to uh, to come talk with you. Uh, yeah, appreciate first, it. first yeah. and foremost. You know, I, I just think my thought is this. I just think that we have such a special profession as an oppor- an opportunity as coaches, and uh, I think that there's a lot of different challenges. Uh, right now for us in education and for us in, in sports and uh, and I, I, I think and I hope uh, that it's something that we appreciate how valuable it is and how valuable it can be and that we w- work as individuals and as a society to try to preserve it. you know I have like I said I have I have three sons and I would like very much for, uh, obviously for them and for their children and, and to have the, the opportunities that I think a lot of us have had uh, growing up through sports and through education and so uh, obviously there's different challenges and there's different uh, a whole myriad list of different factors that are at work uh, sort of as uh, challenges for uh, our profession right now but I, I just I just would say that I hope uh, very sincerely, that the profession is able to uh, persevere and uh, and continue uh, on in a way that allows us to have the uh, the positive impact on uh, on generations of young people to uh, to come because I think that's a really 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 important part of our society and a really really important uh, part of the uh, the, the world that, that that we all hope to create the better world that we all hope to create in the future.
1: That's great. Awesome. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, thank, thank you, you
2: very much. Thank you guys. Where can they follow us, Deb?
1: You guys can find us on Twitter at Sports Character, uh, Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, LinkedIn. Did I miss anything else? Nope. Is that I think it? I think that's it. I think you nailed and it. You snap. got it. And Snapchat.
0: <laughs> yes, but we don't do anything there, so you can follow <laughs> us, but you're not going to get nothing <laughs> please from please us. Please send something to Josh. Yeah, hilarious. Hilarious. I don't even have the app, so oh, okay. it's just going to sit there forever. So <laughs> please do send it.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, thank uh, you again, thanks, Coach. We appreciate Coach. your time. Thank you. And good luck with everything. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Bye.